Hey, look at that. We've made it here. No, oh, no, we have. This is actually our thing happening right now. Uh, James White in conversation. Show talk uh, today. Got a great guest on today. Going to love this guy. Uh, well, the one, the only, uh, Roy Stride, uh, scouting for girls. Uh, had a big, long conversation with him just the other day. They got a new album out, a uh, new single out. They've got a tour going on. Uh, lots of exciting things happening in the future as well. How did it all start? Uh, does he really like Roger Moore the best? Is he really a millionaire now after that song? And also, what was one of his favourite gigs of the summer with Mr. Ollie Merce? We'll find out all that right now. Don't forget, you can subscribe away if you should like wish to do that. That would be lovely uh, because uh, that's what people do on podcasts, apparently. Anyway, let's find out what happened uh, when I had a chat uh, with Roy uh, from Scouting for Girls. Hey, we've got actual uh, pop royalty on today. Uh, we have scouting for girls. Uh, well, one third of them, uh, Roy Stride. How are you doing, Roy? All right? I'm really good. I love being called pop royalty. I pop love royalty. That. <laughs> is it Kylie Minogue, Madonna and now you? That's it, isn't it? <laughs> I'll take that any day. Any day, yeah. <laughs> hey, now I saw you the other day um, at Scarborough Open Air Theatre. Uh, you were just just the support act uh, for yep. Ollie Murs, okay? Yeah. Uh, that And, and t- to be honest... You were, you know, you gave Ollie a bit of a problem because you were really good. <laughs> uh, I bet you say that to all your, all your interviews. No, it was, do you know, it was such a fun tour to play with Ollie. I think we, like, musically and we complement each other really well. And we do a very similar show in terms of our style of like, you know, we love, we just love it. Yeah. We still love our music. We love our fans. We love being front men. And, and yeah, I had the best time on that tour, and and that and we played we played the last time we played that Scarborough venue yeah. it was when there was it, there was a lake. Oh yeah, there was a lake in between. Yeah, there was a. La- I don't know why there was a lake between you and the audience. It's the weirdest thing of all, and it was actually re- like it did really kill the vibe. We we supported. I think we headlined there once. We did actually because we saw the poster. We headlined there once years ago. And then we supported Little Mix about 10 years ago in the same venue. And they were, it was just a bit weird yeah. to play on an island. And now they've filled in the lake. It's an incredible venue because I, it's you've yeah. it's a wall of people. And I did, I was just mentioning there, I did like a, I've got this 360 camera and I did a video of it. And our tech did a video walking around getting all the fans. And it was, you can see how, what an, if you've never been to the open air theatre Scarborough, it's brilliant there. And I think it, the- I, it's one of my favourite venues to go now because even if you're in the cheap seats like I normally am, um, <laughs> you still get a really good view and you still feel part of it. It's, do you know, it's so rare. Like some of the shows which we did with Ollie are big arenas. And I, I'm i not just saying this because we don't really sell out arenas, but I'm not really a fan of playing arenas. I feel it's, you're so disconnected from the audience and sometimes on that Ollie tour, you know, the lights are on you and it just feels like you're playing to this big vacuum, <laughs> this big, weird vacuum of people. And partly because, you know, a lot of them are there for Ollie. And, but it, it just feels a bit strange. Whereas when you can see people and you feel their presence, that's when the connection happens. That for me is when the magic happens, where everyone feels like they're in it together. And that was, 
that was really like a you know that really was like a standout show of the summer for us we loved that it yeah was so it, good well, it was really and what i like about it because you if you go on as as the sort of you know the support act and and everyone does it ollie's doing it for take that i notice in the yeah. next yeah, year I yeah know. yeah <laughs> So um you know it's you've got you've got your 40 minutes or whatever you got 45 minutes you've got you've got to hit the ground running cuz you want to go and that's what I was impressed about you because it was we were all sort of half ignoring you as you were and then <laughs> then, then there was there was no way we were going to ignore you after about yeah. 20 seconds I thought yeah. all right and you really got the crowd going it's i i it is an art to do it we we supported Madness again. I don't know about seven or eight years ago, and that was a that was a slightly harder crowd because they were older. That crowd, and and the thing is, there's a support. Obviously, you get paid yeah. for those sort of shows, which is one thing. But for us, the real thing is like you know we want to. We're still hungry to make new fans yeah, and have yeah. great shows. So, you, as a support band, I always think your job is to one. You want to. Be a, you want to really get the crowd hyped so they have an amazing show for the next yeah. for the next act. But also, you want to steal as many of those fans as possible. Yeah, you know, yeah. you've got yeah. their audience. You know, they've got their attention for forty minutes. So my, my daughter, to... who's what, seventeen, never never wasn't really aware of scouting for girls. Now, biggest fan, it, and we get that a lot. Yeah, you yeah. know, and it's been. And and we still like we've got actually we're supporting Rick Astley next year. <laughs> uh, we've got like three shows with him. Which is great, and like you know, I think it's it's a beautiful you know, it really because it, it's one thing when you play your own shows, and our own shows are really magic when you headline. They are really good, but you don't as a front man. It's a different show because you're connecting with people who want to be there and they love you, and you've got to think very differently about that show where they know every word and they want to hear certain songs and they want to hear some you know you've got to take them on a journey on your own show whereas when you're supporting it's like as a frontman i have to think completely differently i'm like how am i going to get everybody straight away you know what you know i think i agonize over the set list what song are we putting here should we stick in a cover song how can i get everybody in the crowd to you know to follow us and so you know it's just a yeah it's a different thing and it it's almost like a game for me <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, i find it really inspired i love it so uh well it was yeah, it was but, amazing i thought you know one of yeah one of, now become one of my favorite uh frontman uh, uh gig which i thought was was great now you're doing it on tour uh in your yeah. own right of course in uh october no oh, no was it in october uh, november december isn't it november basically yeah. uh, all over the country york is uh, one of your venues sold out i noticed that one at the barbican but there's other places as well that you can get to um and so that, that means can you do all that you can't do all the same gags you did in uh, scarborough can you because uh, we all know them now and we're we going to sing along to the same bits of the songs that we sing along to at your other gigs we there is uh, it's it, if you thought Scarborough was good the the sing along value at one of the own Scout for Girls gigs is just up ten levels it re, like it's almost it's almost like do you know when I one of the first bands I ever saw was like I was a teenager during Britpop was I went to see a band called Embrace oh yeah a good yeah. northern band yeah. and. Uh, I remember I saw them at Hammersmith Palais, which was about a thousand people. And like the fans there, it was like they, it was the first time I'd ever really experienced, you know, fans singing along louder than the band. And it felt like almost like a church yeah. almost. And it was like the band were conducting the fans and the fans were lifting the band higher. And it became 
nobody was there to watch the band. Everyone was there to be in the band and to to create this moment. And it really affected me that. I remember walking out like open mouth. I was like 17, 18. I was like, that was like a spiritual experience almost for me. And and so that's kind of what, you know, I think, I think I'm probably over-egging it now. <laughs> People are going to come <laughs> expecting to see, you know. But it, for me, it almost is that that is... That is the magic of live music. That's why people still come, you know, that's what you don't get with TV or TikTok or like, you know, you're really connecting and you've got people's attention there. They're not looking at a screen. They're actually connecting with you for, and they're connecting with you and they've got the people they love there and they've got a night off. And then there's such a massive positive energy bubble around the whole show that it's just, yeah, I I love it. I'm so I'm like literally excited about it now. Yeah. So uh, well, it's, it's quarter to ten in the morning. It's I know, amazing. It's amazing. Uh, now you got a new song out, new album out. Um, the new album's out middle of October sometime. The place we yep. used to meet, which got a picture. It's got a picture of uh, of your old house uh, on the yeah, cover. Has, of that yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is that where you used where to we rehearse? used to practice? Yeah. Yeah, you can see the it's the picture. The window at the front is yeah. uh, was my bedroom used to smoke out of that window when I was good. <laughs> and uh yeah we used to rehearse in there uh back in the day god they've been together a long it's so so funny when so this was a semi so um what did the uh what did the neighbors think of you practicing because I know you were at the, at the room at the end um so yeah you, you weren't right next door to the next door neighbors but you know you're obviously going to make a bit of noise well the this was this was in the early days of the band where we couldn't afford uh electric guitars at this point so our first band was just acoustic guitars and so we were called power cut which we thought was an incredible (laughs) name for an acoustic band uh which was just because we couldn't afford amplifiers and then once we got amplifiers and pete was allowed to hit drum kits properly we ended up first of all rehearsing in my shed which was which was like this concrete shed. And my dad tried to soundproof it by putting polystyrene (laughs) gluing polystyrene up to the walls which did absolutely nothing and then as soon as we were, I think by about the age of 15, 16, my mum was like having none of it. And she used to drive us to a rehearsal studio until I think Pete got, but I think was, no, I think Greg was the first one to get a license. He got one fairly quick and was soon like in charge of driving us to a, a rehearsal studio so we can make a lot of noise. <laughs> I, 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 I hope it's true. I'm sure it isn't, but let's say it is. I'm sure you when you met you when you were five or six years old, uh, yep. you were all, you know, um, drumming on your exercise books and you were singing and all that. And there was a, like, a, a, you know, kids from fame moment where you were taking the class and having a good time. Or was that not the case? Not really. No, I remember I did. I did do a few things at school. So Pete wasn't at my school, the drummer. He was in the we met in the Cub Scouts. Oh, yeah. So we were at separate schools and me and greg met on the first day of secondary school yeah. and we were literally we were painfully uncool and <laughs> unsporty and and we just thought and i remember we were in where well, we used to hang around this is how uncool we were rather than the playground we used to hang around a place called the quiet green <laughs> <laughs> which is where like basically the geeky nerdy kids hung about and while we were there i remember this drum kit being carried through the quiet green into the music rooms and the, the school had just purchased this drum kit and they started doing lessons and i think both me and greg thought wow maybe this is our chance to be slightly less cool and maybe at one point in our lives 
get a girlfriend or something. <laughs> and and that was, I think, the main starting point for us. Just like we, Love we Actually. Up... You're, like, you're like the kid in yeah. Love Actually, weren't you? You wanted to get the girl. It was so like that, actually. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. And we, we were probably about that age as well. We're maybe a little bit older, we're about 12. <laughs> and then, so we, we, yeah, we had drum lessons together, me and Greg, to begin with. And, uh, and then that turned into... Then I, I end up finding a guitar in my mum's uh, wardrobe, which she which she had, which she didn't use, and I was useless at it. And I couldn't I couldn't work out how to play other people's songs, so I just started writing my own songs because it was easier than playing other people's. And then I made Greg buy a guitar, and that was that was the beginnings of Power Cut. <laughs> and, we ne- <laughs> and we never looked back from there. Like, but, and that's thirty years ago. God. Yeah. yeah. And then 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 how did the success happen here? Because um. You know, you've yeah, huge, huge amount of hits. So, what did that all happen sort of quickly, or did he got proper jobs at that point? Were you sort of working down in bars, or what? What was the deal? It, yeah, it was like a real ten-year overnight success. So we were we were at school when we fought, started playing together, and there were a few incarnations of bands with the same people. And then I was working part time at Carfin Warehouse. At one point, we were all working part time for for Threshers, the off license, yeah. which is a terrible place for a musician who likes drinking to work <laughs> it's like it's like a, it's almost like a dropout center for us so we all worked for the same company i think one of the reasons it went bust was because we we uh we we sort of helped ourselves to a lot of any of the stock that started going off we're like right we'll have that uh but uh yeah we so we yeah we worked we didn't get a record to we were 20 till i was 27 and then i think because we been at it for about 10 years properly before that date we were kind of ready and we had we had all the songs like she's so lovely elvis ain't dead heartbeat they were all demoed and we sort of re-recorded them we signed in february went straight in the studio like a week after we signed our record deal we were out of the studio in six weeks did a load of festivals the single came out went top 10 and then everything happened from there like in a it was like it really was like a 10-year overnight success yeah ten, ten years. <laughs> and it's it like it's continued on uh pretty well, well i because i i don't know you'll probably be annoyed about this but you know boys um I, it may not be a true fact but let's take it as it is uh boys don't listen to words of songs okay and you being a wordsmith uh that yeah probably quite annoys you um but here's the big but but we do listen to the words on Scouting for Girls songs. So <laughs> that's a major success. You've, you've done well. So do you, do you sort of write the, uh, write the words and then the song comes after? How does that all work for you? Because you, you are writing funny stuff. It's amusing. It's, it's, it, it's, it's pertinent and, and amusing stuff you're writing as well, isn't it? Do you know, that's really funny you say that because I was like that. I never listened to lyrics. My favourite bands when I started... Uh, was like Oasis and Noel's lyrics like fit really well, but they're they're about creating a feeling. And then I loved REM as well, and I still have no idea what their lyrics are about. And so for the first sort of ten years of the band, I think that's why it took us so long to get a record deal. I didn't care about lyrics; I just wrote words that fitted the feeling of the melody. And it was only when I started trying to actually spend some time on the lyrics to make them more interesting for me that was making them a little bit like you know uh you know there was a certain dry sense of humor like with elvis ain't dead or yeah. the lyrics to she's so lovely that suddenly we got you know the interest of people because i think 
as a songwriter now when i work for other people really the only thing that sets your song apart these days you know is how good your lyric is because you know you're never going to sing as good as adele you're never going to have a song that's produced better than by something that like Mark Ronson's produced or, you know, one of the great produced Steve Mack now. But one thing you can do is write a lyric that nobody's ever heard before. And so that that came really late to me in life and, and has been like a real, you know, it it's the hardest thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. But I was. I'm a little. I'm still a little bit. Yeah. I'm. I'm a bit surprised. Uh, the James yeah. Bond. You know. Uh, oh, there's the dog. Um, uh, yeah, there the, he is. The, the 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 James Bond uh, song. Um, I, I, I'm surprised. Uh, you really like um, uh, Roger. You want to be Roger Moore of all the James Bonds? Uh, because well, I would have thought that there were other ones that you might want. Because I guess Roger Moore got the girls, and, uh, and Daniel Craig doesn't tend to get the girl because it's a more modern time. So is it that you you? want the girls that's why he went for roger moore or does he just rhyme <laughs> well well firstly roger was the best bond no question uh without a doubt uh i i love it's so funny because i watch those well i say i watch i force my children to watch those roger moore bonds yeah and they are a bit they, they're not as good as i remember basically he was the first bond i ever saw so for me you know, they used to rerun those Bonds on Saturdays yeah, as yeah. a kid. It was one of the only films you ever saw. So for me, he was Bond. And so that's kind of where that came from. And so I still love her. I, I, was, I love Roger Moore. But, uh, <laughs> so you're standing by yeah. Roger Moore. Standing by. Oh, stand- oh, yeah. He's still the best. Still the best. Still without a doubt. Uh, yeah. Now, Glow is your new single. Sounds great. So it, it sounds that's like it's Counting for Girls song, uh, which is a good thing. But it sounds, yeah. it just, I mean, it, it's brand new, but yeah. you know it's you from the word go, and, it, and it's just got the atmosphere of a Scouting for Girls song, which is which brilliant, love it. So we're expecting big things of that, uh, we hope. It's It's been, yeah, everyone's saying it's, you know, I thought it was one of the best songs I'd ever written yeah. when I wrote it, but I'm not going to lie, I kind of think that about every single song <laughs> I write. Because <laughs> when you start, that's the magic of songwriting, it's so amazing, because you start, because you never know, you literally sit down at a piano, there's nothing there. And then 20 minutes later, you can write something that will change your life. You know, make you a million pounds or soundtrack somebody's, you know, relationship. And unfortunately, 99.9% of the times, that never happens. Yeah. Because of that, that can happen. That's what one of the things that keeps you really hungry. So generally, when you start, you're like, this is amazing. This is a great song. And as you play it to more and more people and they're not as excited... Then you're like, okay, maybe it's not as good. And then you sort of get bored of it. But this is a song where I played it to people and they're like, wow, that is actually really good. And so as we played it to more and more people, they've sort of loved it. So, well, we, lo- yeah. we love it. You get on tour. I was thinking about, you know, you're writing songs and the same thing, it happens, okay? I won't mention yeah. the Millionaire song then because, you know, you probably wrote that when you weren't and now probably you've got oodles of the stuff. Uh, so there we go. <laughs> So congratulations! I wish, I wish. yeah. Congratulations yeah. on that. <laughs> I'm thinking of writing yeah. a song about becoming a millionaire as well to see what happens. Do, do you know what? Yeah. Like, I remember listening to an interview with uh, with James, mm-hmm, yeah. and they obviously had had some big. They basically found that with all their albums, uh, every time they called the album something, it would happen. So I think you know. I think one of their first ones was Gold Mother. 
And then one of their, they all started having babies. And then they had an album called Laid, which was their biggest album of all time. And so obviously after that album, they found that they were all having loads of having a good time. <laughs> and so then, then, then they did an album called Millionaire just because they were hoping that it would manifest them all becoming millionaires. But I don't think it did. So, I think uh, it did. Hey, yeah. we got we got to go because I know you got a full day of this old nonsense. But uh, yeah. the place we used to meet uh, is out October the thirteenth. Uh, is yeah. your single out right now? I think it's out kind it's, of now. It, yeah. yeah, I think it came out on Friday. So yeah, yeah it's out to listen to right now. Out yeah. to listen to now and a big tour. It's a lot of it sold out because it, it is you being so popular and all that. But uh, it's yeah, going to be a great, it's amazing. It's going to be a great yeah. night. Okay, great night with you yeah. guys. Lovely to meet you again because it's been a while since we've uh, we've bumped into yeah. each other. It uh, has, yeah. yeah. And uh, and uh, good luck with the album, and uh, we'll see your star shine again, no doubt, even more. Perfect. Thank you oh, very thanks much. Thanks so much for having me. Thank Cheers, you. man. Okay, that's right. Uh, so check out their website, of course, and their tour and their album and all the rest of it. Uh, this has been James Watt in Conversation. Show talk, officially. Uh, and uh, do subscribe away because it's a very, very exciting thing, as you know. And you never know who might turn up next. So uh, do hit that subscribe button. And if you want to contact me, uh, at James Watt UK via various social medias will kind of work as well. All right, have a good day. We'll catch you around. <laughs>